Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stefan Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. So to start this one, Samantha, I have a couple questions for you. One, in your time online dating, do you feel like you came across a lot of fake profiles or any kind of romantic scams? I definitely came across fake profiles, a few of them. Um, and because of that, and, and just in general, of my mistrust, if they were too good looking, mm-hmm. I assumed it was fake and moved on. If they didn't have a lot of information, I assumed they were fake and moved on. Or or there's some reason, like they're trying to be sneaky, sneaky and, yeah. be, and cheating and they don't want their partner to see them or oh, being caught. Uh-huh. Uh, I've seen a lot of that, them being real trickster. Mm-hmm. I've had... Of course, if they're also not showing their face, that was a big no as well. So I assume most of those were some type of lie yeah, or falsehood. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's interesting. We're going to come back to that uh, and talk about that in this episode. Um, also, like when you imagine someone who is the target of a romance scam, who is the stereotypical victim in your mind? Well, it goes back and forth because sometimes I've definitely seen the hopeless woman duped. Mm-hmm. So a woman who has left a lot of money being yeah. like somehow taken advantage of. So I've seen, I've thought of that. But then also yeah. lately, like the fishing, like a catfishing that I've seen, yeah. it looks like it goes after a lot of what I would say nerdy men, mm. almost incel level men. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. I've seen that as well. So it was like overly beautiful women. Mm-hmm. And their men are more likely to believe that. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. So I feel like, because today we're talking about romance scams, and it is a popular topic of conversation right now. And I'm pretty sure there's a couple of shows on Netflix that are coming out about it specifically. And I think that our understanding of who... I don't even want to say the stereotypical victim is, because it's it's more like it can happen to anybody. But I feel like for a right. long time... My understanding was it was older, usually women who their husband had died and they didn't understand the internet very well, maybe. Right. And were very trusting. But also, I feel like I've seen a lot of the almost like, I hate to say this, but like the show is kind of painting it as in this person and usually in my case, woman is pathetic. And she's so, like, her self-esteem is so low. And it's this guy reaching out to her. And then it's kind of played off as a joke that she believed it. Right, yeah. And then she shows up and there's tears. (laughs) There's episodes of that. Or usually that becomes, like, death somehow. Or they get, like... Yeah. I don't want... Like, a sexual assault thing happens of some Mm -hmm. sort. Or, like, among those. I've seen that. So that's a little darker twist. I've watched a lot of dark things, apparently. (laughs) You know, when it comes to, like, elderly people and getting scammed, I do see it being older women. But it's usually something to do with religion or or real estate. So not necessarily romance. So we might have to come back to that because that's what I've seen a lot of questions and phone scams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's so much, so much to unpack here. I think it's interesting, though, that like, as this has become, we've learned more about it. I can think of several different versions I've seen of this playing out in our popular media. So, as I said, it can happen to anybody. As we move into February, the month of love, or what did you call it, Samantha? Anti-love? We're we're anti-Valentine, essentially, yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, if you want to celebrate it, I've had some good ones. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, but yeah, we're kind of a, we do a darker take on it over here. <laughs> uh, yeah, because we wanted to take this this look at a not so happy aspect of love, as is our tradition, and that being romance scams. And yes, as I said, they have been in the news a lot lately, um, and there is a lot of information out there about them, about how to recognize them and prevent them specifically. And I will admit, they are a bigger problem than I thought they were. Right. You know what I've seen recently? However, I've seen more of like, when I say romance scams, maybe like just trickery in my head. Mm -hmm. So this is a little different, is when a partner is trying to see if their partner will cheat, and it's typically oh, women who've whoa. been reaching out to other women to ask to try to start something with their man. Wow. In these hetero relationships. And I've seen a lot more of that. Like I've seen a few where the men ask the men, but it's typically women have been asking women. So I don't know if this is like an actual thing or mm. if they're just like, I somehow got on it on the social media side of it and saw a lot more. I know there's yeah. a few popular women who are investigators who've done this. And typically there have been several moments where that woman who has hired this other woman, that woman gets mad at the person they hired when yeah. it works. Oh, that's a whole different conversation. That is. But I've seen wow. that recently. I did not know about that. That's interesting because I know, like, again, going back to stereotypes, and I think there were, I'm not sure what the numbers are now, but last time I looked into this, men, like we talked about in cyberstalking, are much more likely to try to investigate that their woman is cheating or assume they're cheating. Right. I would like to revisit that. That is interesting. Okay. Right. You're giving and me I a have, lot of thoughts. <laughs> and I have seen where the men, if they've been rejected on a site, tries to go back and find that woman as a different person. So catfishing them, but is stalking them oh. in trying to get a second chance or try to find out if they're dating other people, like why they broke wow. up with them or something like that. So yeah. it's been really... And that one's like a little more stalkerish that yeah. I've seen. So I've never experienced that to my knowledge. Um, yeah, no, definitely. Because I'm very picky about who I'll engage with online. So I've never experienced that online, but I have experienced, I know I've told the story a million times, but it just sticks out with me of this guy at a club back when I went to the club. <laughs> I told him, like I flat out, if we, you know, we try so many different strategies as women <laughs> to reject right. men that won't make them mad. And, and, you know, there's so much victim blaming in it. So one time I did, I just flat out told this guy no, because I didn't want him to, I, I tried to do it in a nice way, but I said like, no, oh, right. I'm not interested. And he shouted in my face, it's because I'm not Brad Pitt, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and I it mean, feels okay. like he's the type of guy who online is probably trying that now. Right. Like, it's right. got like a Brad Pitt-esque picture. Oh, I got that weird <laughs> online thing where a dude messaged me, but his message wasn't a like wasn't necessarily a question. And this is the first communication I'd ever had from him. And he immediately says, I would like to go out with you, but I know women like you don't date like men like me, and you only want the perfect white guy, so I don't even know why I'm trying. That was his opener, and I was like, "Wow, well, you seem angry, so I don't there's nothing yeah. about this is redeeming. I don't know what you wanted, right, but yes, now I'm definitely ignoring you, right. That feels like oh like one of the worst examples I've ever heard of somebody trying to prepare themselves for rejection, <laughs> but hoping that you might be like, "No, I would never, I'm not like those other girls, well, like, but that's I don't just." Know. 
terrible. <laughs> is that does that work? I I gotta know. Does that I, like I w- really wish I could have asked the dude, but I just didn't even want to. I'm like, yeah, does this sure. work for you? Because why would you do this? What I'm, self-respecting woman would actually like respond to this? Right. Well, that's what is that called? There's a whole joke about it. What we do in the shadow in the TV show, where it's like, oh, they have a fun word for it, but it's like, negging. So basically, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Colin it is. is like, go and go up to this woman. Women love it when you go up and are mean to them, and right. she'll be so attracted. Like, but he was mean to himself, so I don't <laughs> right. know. Like that, I don't think it's negging necessarily because it's typically like, right. oh yeah, I bet you're you're kind of cute, but you're not as cute as her. Right. Like that level, right, but right, like. He did not do that. It just literally right. was like, you're not going to choose me because I'm not I'm wide enough for you. And I was like, what is happening? Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting and terrible, I want to say, strategy. But I, I do, I feel like he thought like maybe you would want to make him feel better and also want to prove to him Gross. you aren't. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not saying it's a good strategy. <laughs> I'm just yeah, saying no, I think no, that's no. what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, there's so many things to the like online dating and romance and everything that it, it's flipped. It's, it's wild. This world is wild. It is. It is. And it's unfortunate that we have to look out for these things like romance scams because I do want to put in here, as we've already discussed in this, there are a lot of jokes about romance scams, but they've left people heartbroken and robbed. And when you think about it, it's it's pretty mean. Like, right. <laughs> it's mean. And, and we've talked about grooming on social media in past episodes and this, that's highly related to what we're talking yeah. about. It's also related to what we uh, talked about in cyberstalking. So... Yeah, just to put that out there, that there are people who have suffered from these things that we're talking about. Let's start with a definition, because we love that. Uh, From the FBI's website, quote, romance scams occur when a criminal adopts a fake online identity to gain a victim's affection and trust. The scammer then uses the illusion of a romantic or close relationship to manipulate and or steal from the victim. And the FBI goes on to specify that the people behind romance scams are often experts, they're often con artists, um, and they frequently operate on dating apps and social media. The con artist in question will work to endear themselves to the target um, by building trust with conversation and interaction, with promises of meeting in person, perhaps marriage, promises that notably never come to fruition. Uh, They utilize fake dating and social media profiles um, in what is often called catfishing. Then comes the ask for money, often to cover a surprise medical fee or a legal fee um, that they promise to pay back, but never do. They often claim that they are on building projects outside of the United States or whatever uh, country the target is located in. Scammers frequently claim to be in the military too, um, or working on an oil rig or a doctor with an international organization. So basically, they're like traveling a lot, not near you. And they often ask for money to pay for a plane ticket or other travel expenses, surgery or other medical expenses, uh, custom fees to pay off gambling debts um, or to pay for travel documents. They usually ask the target to wire money or to pay with a reload and or gift card uh, because they are anonymous and pretty much impossible to reverse. It's not a one-time thing either. They keep asking for more until the scam is up or the money is gone. Right. Again, I feel like these are so many either like Criminal Minds or all these little episodes yeah. that we see. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, romance scams are up in recent years, which is really sad. Uh, in 2020, mm-hmm. the FTC reported $304 million in losses due to romance scams, a 50% increase from 2019. The reported money lost to these scams has increased by six times since 2015. The FTC also reported that while there were 11,235 cases reported in 2016, there were 52,593 in 2020. Woo! Yeah. That's a big number. That is a huge number. And a part of this is, yeah, so numbers from 2021 indicate that three out of 10 Americans have used a dating website, um, including one out of five Americans between the ages of 50 to 64. However, while the popular stereotype is the one of older folks becoming victims to these types of scams, Anyone can be a target. I just want to reiterate that anyone can be a target. Um, In fact, a recent survey came out indicating that Gen Z is at the highest risk of these types of scams. Ooh, I wonder why. Let's find out. So from CNBC, quote, the number of individuals ages 20 or younger, members of the Generation Z or Gen Z, who has grown up on smartphones and the internet reporting they are victims of cyber fraud has surged 156% over the last three years. And this is according to the study from Social Catfish, an online identity verification service. Maybe we need to get onto this type of services, Mm -hmm. Uh, just because we get scammed. (laughs) That compares to 112% growth during the same time among people age 60 or older, uh, the group with the next fastest scam growth. So maybe it is uh, social media and smartphones that's making that difference. Mm -hmm. However, the overall financial toll is higher for older folks. Uh, The average loss from a romantic scam for those over 70 is $9,475 compared to the $2,500 across all age groups. Yeah, that's pretty significant. Yeah. In 2010, romance scams accounted for one of the top 10 most costly scams for those 60 and older. Yeah, and um, we're going to talk about this a bit later, but I do want to also know uh, a listener several years ago, so I hope you're still listening, suggested this topic. And they said how devastating it was to watch, I believe, their mother just not believe that this wasn't a real person and having those conversations because it's just so painful to tell someone like, no, this isn't a real person that cares about you and they're just asking for money and how devastating it was for her as someone who knew a person who was being affected by this. So it's not just like one person. It often has ripple effects for people in in their support group. According to a detective interviewed by the Irish Times, when it comes to romance scams, the vast majority of victims are women. Many are separated or widowed and in their late 50s or their 60s. They might have family, but maybe living alone. They have maybe had some wine in the evening, so their inhibitions are down. They are not, however, what I would describe as vulnerable. They are naive for sure, but they tend to be very well-educated professionals and would hate to be described as vulnerable. More than 70% of these caught up in romance scams are women. What happens with men is different. Not long after contact is made, a man might get a video from the woman he believes he is communicating with, and in it, she is performing a sex act. So he sends something similar back, and then it quickly becomes a case of blackmail, which we talked about a little bit in our cyber stalking episode. 
In the words of Paul C. Dwyer, chief executive of Cyber Risk International, quote, the romance scams are huge. They try and find a lonely woman and get her to fall in love with a handsome profile picture of a guy. It's not like there is one bad actor with one victim. These guys might have 40 or 50 women on the go and they keep all the plates spinning so it becomes extremely lucrative. They have their cubicle. That's their job and they go in every day and will keep files and techniques as they work away to get somebody. What they're selling is love and hope and you have these lonely people buying it because they're falling for the dream. Oh, makes me sad. <laughs> um, and these scams often overlap with other criminal activities. International criminal gangs often use dating apps to launder illegally obtained funds through bank accounts of unsuspecting folks, um, some who have even been arrested for it, like they didn't realize their bank accounts were being used in this way, and they got arrested. Uh, going back to our recent episode on cryptocurrency, the FBI has recently raised the flag about the rise of cryptocurrency scams, especially since there is so much confusion around how crypto works and the whole get-rich-quick element uh, that kind of surrounds crypto. <laughs> um, just like romance scams, crypto scams have surged in recent years. From October 2020 to March 2021, the FTC received about 6,800 complaints compared to 570 from the same period the year prior. Reported losses grew by 10 times to $80 million. Sometimes crypto scammers are also... Romance scammers. According to the FBI, in the first seven months of 2021, they received 1,800 reports of crypto-focused romance scams, equaling upwards of $133 million of losses. Some of these scammers are going, yeah, after 30, after 40 or 50 women at the same time. So that's a lot. And many experts think the pandemic exacerbated all of this. Online dating was the only acceptable dating and online interaction in general was how we were interacting because the pandemic. So, and people were lonely. A lot of people have been and are lonely during this pandemic. Right. Uh, the U.S. isn't the only country seeing such a rise. From The Guardian, quote, according to Action Fraud, the U.K.'s reporting center for fraud and cybercrime, 8,863 cases were reported to the National Fraud Intelligence Bureau, or NFIB, between November 2020 and October 2021, up from 6,968 the previous year, with the total losses for the past year amounting to almost 92 million pounds. Daters who started online relationships between Christmas and Valentine's Day were the most susceptible, y'all, so be careful, uh, mm -hmm. with 901 reports recorded in March 2021. But they also note, due to the shame and stigma around this issue, the numbers are most likely low. Yeah, I'm thinking it's going to be very underreported because they don't want yeah. to talk about how they had gotten scammed yeah. um, for being lonely, if that's the case, which is not the case all the time. It's just yeah. you really got caught up with whoever you thought would be your dream person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now that I'm thinking about this, I want to know if this is a real thing, listeners. I think I talked about it in a recent episode, but there's a fan fiction I was reading about hiring a fake someone to pretend to be your significant partner during yeah. the holidays specifically so your family wouldn't ask you any questions. I mean, are we talking about escorts? Because I know there are actual escorts who can be a service and, and are legal because it's not part of sex work, which mm -hmm. we're not saying is a bad thing anyway. But mm -hmm. I know that that 
has a big stipulation within the uh, federal laws, especially like if it's in magazines and such. Like there's a lot of things. But I think there's escort services in essentially saying we will escort, we will be a partner for you physically, not necessarily sexually. Um, I feel like those, yeah, that might be along those lines. Interesting. I believe in this fan fiction, it was a Craigslist ad. But <laughs> who knows? Women seeking Listeners. women. Men seeking women. Men yeah, seeking, yeah. 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 Well, future Those episode. scare me a little bit. <laughs> Those I mean, scare yeah, me a little bit. Definitely. Craigslist is a little bit, a little, little bit more like, that's going to be a murderer. Be careful. <laughs> well, this is, I mean, I guess you could get caught up in, that would have been the dark ending of that story because in it, of course, they actually do fall in love. But the dark end would have been, it's a scam all along. BT Dubs, I just saw that Netflix has a Tinder. It's called Tinder something, I've already forgotten. I'm sure our listeners are going to know. You know about yeah. a serial killer, I think, who met people through online dating? Yeah, that's when I was researching this that popped up, and I was like, well, wow, okay. <laughs> Slightly <laughs> different, but okay. Yes, yes. So back to some numbers. According to the Irish Times, quote, in 2019, about 400,000 euros was lost by lovesick Irish people. With the country in lockdown for much of 2020 and people isolated and more lonely than before, that figure jumped to more than 1 million euros. Again, that's only what was reported. It's become such an issue that some money-sending agencies like Western Union are now looking for instances of fraud since they can be held liable. I personally think they should have been doing that all along. But mm-hmm. And I know we've made this point already, but I just want to drive it home. It's really cruel. Um, this whole thing is really cruel. It's really manipulative. A lot of times it weaponizes empathy. I read so many accounts from people who'd gone through this and lost all of their money and felt just so terrible and ashamed by it. And like one example was uh, the scammer told people that their daughter had died and they needed help with the funeral or that they were being held hostage by loan sharks and tortured. Like really intense, emotionally manipulative things. And then after reporting over 3,500 pounds of loss to a romantic scam, a target uh, who was interviewed named Anna said, I had spent the year completely unstable, trapped in this abusive cycle. I'd become obsessed with preventing his pain. It felt like losing a husband that I loved with every inch of my heart and soul. I was never going to get any closure or say goodbye. Ouch. Yeah. You know, the whole being held hostage, all that thing. That really, Mm -hmm. like... There's so many crime shows, like entertaining crime shows. I don't mean like, you know, like SVU level of crime shows that I see that on. I wonder, like, does it really happen? Has that really happened? Do we have cases on that? Oh, where like it's not a scam, it's actually a thing? Yeah. I'm sure it has. I'm I would imagine it's very low number, though. <laughs> right. Well, I, I wonder, too, wrong. because I know we've definitely seen cases, and not too many, but the, some cases where they have two families, and they have two different, yeah. like, the men pretend to be two different uh, men. And it's always men who have the families, of course. And, mm-hmm. like, I've never seen any cases where it's women leading double lives, and there, there could be many reasons to that. But I've seen that. So that's a whole mm-hmm. different scam in itself. Yeah. 
Yep. Having a second family. <laughs> so another woman said, uh, I feel like I've been incredibly stupid, but he was so convincing. I am heartbroken and unstable to trust my own judgment. My confidence has been shattered. I'm still lonely, but I don't know how I'll ever be able to trust anyone again. As much as I want to forget it, I can't. I struggle to get out of bed, to go to work, and there's been many times I just want to end my life. I can't understand how this has happened to me. And I feel like there was a couple of cases where catfishing uh, has uh, ended with uh, some one dying by suicide. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just, that's why I really thought, we really thought it was important to put this in here because I do feel like it's the butt of a lot of jokes and we kind of assume whoever fell for it must not be that bright. But that's really just not the case. And I, my heart goes out to anybody who's gone through this because I can't imagine believing, like just because it was a scam doesn't mean the emotions weren't real. Um, Right. And you didn't feel that way. And it's tragic to me that somebody, I mean, everything, everything is complex and nuanced, but it's tragic that like that is getting played on of that like willingness to love someone, which is already pretty scary. Right. (laughs) Exciting and scary is being turned into this like painful thing where people feel like they can't uh, trust anybody again or they can't. Love again. Um, (laughs) Sad. When asked about this, trauma therapist Olivia James said, many of us have wounds around our age, appearance and past relationships that make us susceptible to someone promising love. It's tempting to ignore doubts and see what we want to see. Sometimes people have an inkling, but the fear of abandonment is too much. Romance fraud is just a more extreme version of something that lots of us have experienced. For some people, there's an element of rescue fantasy too. If they can help this person, they'll be able to live out their happily ever after romance. James went on to also say that this type of crime can lead to PTSD, long-term mental health conditions, and financial instability. Quote, people feel completely destabilized. They stop trusting themselves or anyone else. As humans, we need connections with others. So being betrayed by someone you thought was your soulmate is incredibly hard. She stresses, too, that the pressure to find the one can make all of this worse. Right. That's what I was thinking. Like, we have been taught so often that we need a mate, uh, mm-hmm. that we need that one other that complete us, um, and that, especially for women, that this we are not ever going to be whole unless we are in a couple, uh, in a family, and that we are the head, the mother of the household. So there's definitely a layer of social uh, implications to this as well, and the pressures for many a people in trying to find that perfect romance and being told that that was our value to begin with. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. And I think especially for women when it comes to, and I hate this is true, but we, we all have a relative or somebody has told us, well, your biological clock is ticking. Right. And so it's like men don't have the same pressure of like the age bearing down on them that women right. do. Where we're like, oh, I have to, by this age, or I'm no one would ever want to be with me. And that makes me mad too, because I feel like it's weaponizing like, if a woman in this case feels like, oh, I might never find anybody, I'm older, and someone is reaching out, like it's it's playing on that vulnerability too of, right. oh, well, like, I hate it, I hate it, but I think some people find their worth in that, like a worth in people being interested in them. Right. Which again, yes, we're taught that, but yeah, it just makes me 
It makes me mad. <laughs> well, I mean, that's one of the bigger things. I, I don't know. Maybe it's the world I'm traveling in, and so therefore men are being called out, so that's what I'm seeing. But as of late, there's been an upsurge from what I've been viewing on men calling out women and saying that, hey, you need to know your worth, and your worth goes down when you get older. You need to know that you're not as valuable because you've had children, or you're not as lo- lovable because you've gained weight, or like all of these things. And I've seen that narrative being used a lot, especially in the podcasting world where it's all men, and I want to punch them in their dicks because they deserve it. But that's been a thing that's been coming out. And during this time of people talking about trying to be more feminist, the way that they rage back and say, no, you need to be put back into your place is using age, using being single or using having children and fat shaming as a way to weaponize against women to say that you're not of value if you're not here. And so what you get is what you uh, deserve, whether it is actually what we deserve, because we deserve a lot more than what they are saying, obviously. Right. That was a little bit cyclical on that one. Yeah, yeah, like you, you should be so lucky to get my attention. Right. Kind of. And that's that's this level of like women, if you really want to be seen as the perfect queen, which that, that's been a pushback too, because women are actually coming to the point of valuing themselves. And so a lot of the misogynistic, patriarchal people who have been thriving in that life are pissed. And so this is how they're pushing back because that's the only thing they know and has been used for so long that this is what they've got in their back pocket. And I feel like this absolutely pushes this narrative to having victims like this and having people who have gone through this and also changes the narrative of it's their fault because they weren't smart enough to see that they're not worth it. And it's Mm -hmm. such a big pile of that has been handed to us and continues to be handed to us. And I want to punch people in the dicks, like I said. Um, (laughs) But anyway, so it's important to note also, while most romance scams these days are online, uh, they can and do happen in person and oftentimes on phones. I've seen that. Like, they are going to landlines and using Mm -hmm. that as a way of scamming as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And we do... A lot of the articles we found researching this were about prevention. And it was very... That's what kind of gave me at least a scope of the problem of the size of it. Because like every state in the United States had one. Like it, the FBI has their main one and then that, like every state has one and countries have them. Right. Like here's how to avoid it. Here's how to recognize it. But we did want to share some of those with you. Right. So if someone you've met online needs your bank account to deposit money that's a big red flag, then there's a high chance they're using it for nefarious activities as a reminder. Also, I think there was a big conversation about like things like Venmo and um, any of those little cash apps. I believe cash app may be a little more safe than Venmo and PayPal. I'm not for sure that there's this debate about it um, and who uses what, but mm-hmm. I know Venmo has been criticized because that's linked to your bank account and a lot of people have been using it to get money from them and then like linking in and thinking that this is for, you know, oh, my right. boo needs this for gas. But there's there's a lot of things to that too. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's another episode we've done in the past of like financial abuse and that's also a piece of this, but... um Yeah. The FBI has a few tips on how to avoid becoming um, a victim to a romance scam. Uh, So be mindful of what you post online. Scammers can take this information to manipulate you. Privatize all your settings. I know this isn't really related, but I just went through, because I saw saw an article about how like your TV is spying on you. Mm -hmm. And I went through and made sure all my settings. (laughs) Well, I have my Alexa here. 
they yeah. just turned it on. Um, <laughs> and they, the newer versions have actually cameras on it. And I had Ooh. to turn that off because I was like, what mm-hmm. is this? Uh, mm-hmm. as, as well as the sidewalk sharing. And apparently you can just, people passing by can get on it somehow. And I'm like, why would oh I want gosh. this? And that's a feature they were very proud of. Still confused <laughs> by why I would want that. My yeah. Samsung watch. Mm-hmm. That I know that has a lot to like, not necessarily mm-hmm. video, but like it can still link to my bank account. It got it's got. I can put a card yeah. on here if I wanted to to pay with it. I know that mm-hmm. could be a link to it too. But yeah, really weird. Yeah, how yeah, accessible don't. we are. Yeah. So try to. There's plenty of articles about like if you here's what you need to do on your phone, your TV, like everything. So look that up. Right. Do your research. See if the person in question has any has an online presence. Search the picture. Uh, the name, the bio, and I know that feels kind of cyber stalkery, but it's kind of the yeah, unfortunate reality. And I think a lot of us do that when we're online dating anyway, um, especially women, because we've just been told, yeah, you might be murdered. Yeah. Remember, images can be superimposed over faces and video calls. So sometimes you'll actually have a video call with somebody and it's not actually their face. Also remember that many scammers work as a team, as in they introduce you to their friends the friends are in on it too, so right. That's also unfortunate because I always felt like, oh, here are the friends, but yeah, yeah. That was always a telltale. <laughs> but to be fair, I'd also be like, okay, you could tell a lot by their friends, and if they're yeah. shady, yeah. they are probably shady. That's true. So uh, asking questions and be cautious—that's always good. Don't rush into anything, and don't let yourself be rushed. And I do want to do a future episode about love bombing because that's yeah. also one of the big signs that we need to talk about. Be like, why? Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this? Uh, yes, yeah. going into if something's too good to be true, it probably is. If someone pressures you to leaving a dating app or social media app soon after contact in order to communicate directly, be wary. If they shower you with, I guess, a lot of affection and emotion uh, very quickly, be wary. This is called love bombing. Like I said, I do yeah. want to come back to it and the basis of this because I was like, what? Because it seems to be linked to a lot of abusive relationships in general. Yes, yes, absolutely. Also be wary if the individual tries to isolate you from your support group or if they ask for inappropriate photos or financial information that could be used to blackmail you. If promises of meeting in person are repeatedly broken, ask why. Don't send money to anyone you've only interacted with online. Even if you made first contact, do not let your guard down. If they are overly flirtatious or complimentary, or if their picture looks like that of a model, ask questions. If you suspect you are the target of a romance scam, experts have a few tips. Um, Stop communicating with the person immediately. Talk to somebody you trust about your concerns. Do a search with job title uh, like U.S. Army scammer or oil rig scammer to see if other people have similar stories. Search the profile of this picture too. Google is your friend on this. I will Google everyone. To be fair, <laughs> as a social worker, I came close to be like, I need to do a psychological evaluation on all my dates. I kind of <laughs> do anyway. If you are sent money or a gift card, you can report it. You can also report scams to the FTC here in the U.S. I do know with the crypto and NFT, it's only become recent that federal uh, investigation have come involved because of the scamming. There was a huge one we didn't talk about because it was led by a dude uh, who scammed a giant network of people, got millions, and then like did a, a pseudonym and no one could catch him. Mm-hmm. Really, really funky. Um, and then there are support groups and resources out there that you can get onto. And I'm betting there's a lot of group of women who mm-hmm. understand this and what has happened to them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's... I know there's a lot of isolating and shame around it, but there are there are resources out there that are great and there are people 
who are open with their stories. And I, I, I always feel like we say this, it makes me sad to, to know that there are so many that have experienced this, but I'm glad that there's support happening right. with people who have experienced it. And also, this is kind of outside the scope of this episode. This whole cycle is it's very complicated and nuanced in like who is doing the scamming and why they're doing the scamming. And it's worth discussing that part of this piece as well. But yeah, that's outside of this, <laughs> this episode uh, for now. But with that said, if you <laughs> are happy Valentine's Day, I don't know. We've already <laughs> done two episodes. Anti. Happy anti-Valentine's Day, yeah, everyone. Yeah. Um, and, and stay safe online. Uh, and we love you. We love you. <laughs> it's true. And we also love hearing from you. So if you would like to contact us, you can. You can email us at stephaniamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at stephanandevertoldyou. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. So much love to you. Yes. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. <laughs> 